Blog Talk Radio. Okay, here we go. Everybody, welcome to We Are Everyday People, Global Internet Radio Network. We are expanding. This is a debut show of uh, Brother Dan Lee, uh, unapologetically black liberal. Uh, on this show, we'll be talking about uh, current issues, what's trending. Uh, we get a lot of issues from Facebook, conversations and news and whatnot. Uh, this will be more of a issues-oriented show, uh, unlike the Thursday show, which is uh, more like an interviewing show uh, and a platform of South Shore Towers for Life in honor of my high school. Uh, this is, uh, we're breaking out with a more of an issues-oriented show, and I thought uh, one of the best persons I can get to have as to host this show uh, would be Brother Dan Lee. I'm Keith Bledsoe, by the way. Uh, I've kind of wanted to put something together to give uh, the people who don't really get a chance to have uh, the voice that they need, a voice, uh, who uh, both Dan and I were uh, listeners of Chicago's WVON, Black Talk Station. And uh, even before I had a chance to know Dan, I, I would hear him 
on uh, making on, on the shows, uh, trying to get his word in if he could. And he used to kind of tee me off, you know, that you can be waiting for an hour, <laughs> half hour, whatever. And then after about 20, 30 seconds, especially if you're saying something that the host don't like, uh, some of them are quite snotty. I won't mention names, but uh, I just got to a point to where, as you know, that, uh, you know, if that's how I felt about it. If, if, you know, why don't I do my own show and I can say whatever I want. And I heard that. And it made sense to me. I figured, shit, if this is the best you I can do, I can't do no worse. I'm going to give it a try. So I kind of bust out of a shy mode. And uh, so far, it's worked out. This is my third year. Uh, Dan's uh, Brother Dan Lee has been a guest on the show a few times. Uh, we've had a chance to meet at the uh, uh, play by Diane Martin, uh, somebody else's baby. He's a good brother. And I want to bring in now who's going to be the host of unapologetically black liberal brother dan lee dan come on in man how you doing brother well, i'm doing great man how about you and once again thanks for the opportunity uh, i just love communicating with my people so um I, I, absolutely and, and you have a lot to say uh and people who know of you and who have read your facebook pages all know uh the information that you put out there uh for us to to learn from and I can't think of a, a better way to elaborate on some of that a little more in depth and maybe get different opinions uh, on that uh, than to have you on to, to, to host this new show that will be uh, start off as a monthly show. And uh, depending on how it rolls, which I believe would roll well and how it's uh, taken, I believe it will be taken well. Uh, we may increase it, may do it every other week. We'll see how it goes. For right now, we'll do it on a monthly basis. And, uh, you know, you all give us some feedback. So, Brother yeah, Dan, and, man, and, uh, go ahead. You got it. I was just about to say that uh, feel free to call in if there's any subjects you'd like to talk about. Both Keith and I pretty much keep up with just about everything everything that's out there. Um, we have so many issues and so little information, and that's, that's an imbalance we have to correct. Um, oftentimes we go on innuendo or, or hearsay information or echo other people's thoughts. And I think everyone's everyone's viewpoint is important. All we ask is that you bring some facts with you. Just don't come out just don't come out with something that you heard that you know nothing about and then want to get angry when somebody presents you with facts, which is what which is what sometimes those radio hosts do. Uh sometimes they're just not prepared and then when you bring out some facts, uh I think they think you're trying to show them up and they get upset. And my my position is that I love learning. So if you can teach me something I don't know, I appreciate the hell out of it. As some of my Facebook friends know, if, if they tell me something that I don't know about, you know, I always thank them. I, I appreciate it, even if they disagree with me. And that's the way it should be because we need to learn from each other. So Absolutely. Keith, uh, you want to start an issue or I can start it? Either way. Well, let me, let, yeah, uh, let me throw that. Since you mentioned a number, which I failed to do, let me mention if you want to call in and join in. Uh, the number is 718-664-9513. That is, again, 718-664-9513. Uh, call in, uh, share your views, your opinions, show your love, uh, criticize, whatever you need to do. Uh, it's all good. Brother Dan, you can take it, man, and I'll, I'll, I'll chomp in uh, as we go. One of the trendy things here in Chicago, uh, I don't know how many of you all are familiar with the John Burge case where uh, – a couple of decades ago, he and 
several of his lieutenants. Actually, it's more like dozens of his uh, co, shall I call it, conspirators and participants in torture of black men. They tortured black men. Some of them went to death row, and they did this for for years. And somehow he became the only person that actually got uh, that served any prison time. And that was because of the perjury. They let the clock run out on the actual torture. And with all the people that were involved to this day, that man served only a couple of years in jail, and the police board awarded him his pension despite the fact that he was proven to have lied about torturing people. So this is the kind of situation that we we dealt with in the past, and it seems like we're having a redo of that. Uh, Over on the west side at the Holman Avenue station, I believe they call it, they have uh, they got about 7,000 people that they took over to that station in the last few years that were off the books. No one knew. Their lawyers didn't know where they were. The families didn't know where they were. Some people spent uh, almost a year and a half in this place. It's almost like something you read in a spy novel. And uh, they took the people over there from what we understand. lawsuit right now that just started uh, some of the uh, people that they took over there and tortured um, came out publicly. And, of course, the police uh, commander, the police chief, and the mayor knew nothing about it. So, basically, uh, we, do, we live in the same thing over again. It's the same thing going on. It goes on over, you know, here in Chicago. How do you just torture people, disappear people like that, and no one knows anything about it? And Commander McCarthy, or should I say Chief McCarthy, came out with a weak statement saying that they'll see from this point on that this station has the same procedures as the other stations in uh, the Chicago area, which should have been in the first place, but he denies all the torture allegations and the other things that went on over there. And it's absolutely ridiculous. And uh, as, as a black man, this should really bother people because they mostly do it. About 60% of the people they took over there were black. So I'd just like to throw that out there if anybody has any comments on that. How in the heck do you grab somebody off the streets stick them in a police station, probably in a basement, torture them, uh, chain them up, beat them, or what have you, not even your own family, not your lawyer. Nobody knows where you are. And they actually did this here in Chicago, in the United States of America, in the 21st century. That, that's just stunning to me. Keith, you got any well, on that? I, I say the man said uh, they do the same thing at home as they do anywhere else. I mean, there's two ways you can look at that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why I kind of look at it too. I mean, that, that's that's one of the most stunning stories uh, recently. You know, as far as as far as our uh, policemen and you know the community are concerned. I mean, we all know about the shootings in the streets and so forth. But some people like to bring that up as a justification for some of the tactics that are being used by uh, by some police officers. And to me, they're two separate issues. As I like to point out, you know, when people talk about the shootings in the streets, that you know, things that we do to each other, I merely point out that there is the difference is simply this: when we, as a people, as individuals, get caught breaking the law, we go through the process. When they do anything to us, they kill us, or what have you, over ninety-five percent of the time, or even more, nothing happens to them. Absolutely nothing. And that is why Black Lives Matter was formed, is to seek justice. We're not trying to uh, uh, demonize policemen or whatnot. Uh, The few people that are doing these things are the ones that are demonizing demonizing the police. Blaming blaming groups like Black Lives Matter and people that speak out on this for uh, uh, violence in the streets or blaming them for, you know, the 
policeman happened to get hurt on the job or shot on the job or something of that nature is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, if you don't say something about these things, it continues in silence and, and nothing is ever done. So when people speak up, I don't understand why some people get upset about it. Well, I, actually, I do understand how some people get upset about it, but I don't, get, I don't understand those who come behind it and say, well, don't, why, why are you worried about that? Because so-and-so got shot on such a street yesterday. Yes, they did, but when they get caught, they will go to jail. That's not the case in, uh, you know, when the police do that to, to us. And until we, until we punish all criminals, this will continue. All criminals in and out of uniform should be punished. That should be the standard. And let's not even get started on the prosecutors and the courts and so forth that uh, that have found to be in collusion with uh, things such as hiding evidence, people spending 20, 30 years in jail, people almost, you know, people going to death row. That was just a show on 60 Minutes uh, this past Sunday. This man has spent 30 years on death row. He came within two weeks of being executed. It came out that the prosecutor had hid the evidence, knew the man was innocent, and they let that man sit there and lie for 30 years. And they interviewed this prosecutor on 60 Minutes, in case you missed it. And this is one of the coldest, ugliest people I've ever seen. He had almost no remorse whatsoever. He said, yeah, he was wrong for not, for not uh, putting out the evidence that would have freed this man, but the system worked. After 30 years, it worked for, for them, but it didn't work for the man who was in jail for 30 years. And then they denied the man uh, compensation. They were going to give him a, a you know a small amount of money, say like uh, $330,000 for 30 years, which is roughly about $30,000 a year. And they denied him that. And they called that justice, and the prosecutor went along with it. So he gets nothing for being in jail for 30 years, almost dying on death row, while this man has sat out here for 30 years and his career has you know, exploded. He's a big shot. He's on television, and he has no remorse whatsoever. Anybody that, that saw that, uh, it had to chill you to your bones and think that you have people out there in positions of authority that are like that. Did you see that episode, Keith, that 60 Minutes episode? Hello. Lost my connection. Technical difficulty. Okay, brother Dan, you there? Yeah, I'm back. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I I don't know what the blog talk is up to. It's a little again, man. I tell you, we'll we'll, we'll get through this though. It, it put me on mute, and I didn't even touch anything. But anyway, I was saying that. Uh, <laughs> now go ahead. What were you saying? No, I was saying that we had we had this debate before, and I I was one of those who was saying that, uh, you know, we seem to be so concerned about the police killing us, but we don't seem to be concerned about. Uh, the killings that are going on amongst ourselves. And, and you said the same thing that you just said that, and you made me think about it. So I don't say that anymore because you, like you said, you know, when we get caught, we go through the process. Exactly. That's all, that's all most, you know, most of these murders, that's all they're asking is that everybody that hurts someone should go to jail. That's a very simple process, a very simple concept. It's not an either or thing. One does not negate the other. They should all be punished in or out of yeah. uniform, but the opposite happens. 
just the it's opposite. It's not complicated. It's not complicated. Well, it's not, yeah, and you told me that. And, and, and so now I'm telling people what you told me. You know? <laughs> so I don't know what they do with it, but it's, but I'm saying the same thing because it makes sense. You know, yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, that's that's. Now, what, what's up with the uh, uh, the mayor there in Chicago talking about the police of Seattle because the people are complaining about, I guess, complaining about the police killing us and brutalizing us. Is, it, is this guy, I mean, where is his head at, man? What's going on back there? Okay. Now, which guy are you talking about? I didn't get the name. I'm talking about Rahm Emanuel. He was saying, in other words, oh, the police uh, kind of slacking up because of the people complaining about, I guess, because the cops are killing them and beating them to death, you know, but it just didn't make sense what he said. Yeah, well, well, basically, that's happened before. Uh, the same thing happened in New York. Uh, if you recall, uh, uh, when they killed Eric Gardner, when they strangled him to death, and uh, that was part of the impetuous for Black Lives Matter forming, uh, they started having protests and so forth. And right around that time, I think a couple of policemen may have gotten shot or something like that. And the police used that as an excuse to try to lessen the criticism on the on the bad members of their ranks. And so that's a, a common tactic. A, a common tactic of police unions all over the country is to turn the blame on the accuser instead of ridding themselves of the bad apples which started the problem in the first place. Uh, Emmanuel is doing the same thing. Said, he said Emmanuel is different from the New York mayor. The New York mayor is on the side of, uh, you know, weeding out these bad apples. Emmanuel is just trying to ride the fence. He wants to be seen as the man of the people, and at the same time, you know, he's uh, not going to criticize the police very much whereas the mayor of New York has a half-black son, so he gets a different perspective on, you know, what uh, happens out in these streets. So that's a tightrope that has to be walked. Uh, any black person in this country today has to walk a tightrope between the thugs in the streets and the thugs in uniform, and that's just the, map, that's just the fact of the matter. Well, he's walking it. He's walking it. And, and, and you, you also have to wonder uh, how much he knows and, this deal with Barbara Bird Bennett there, you know, how much to close in those 50 schools. $26 yeah, million dollars for a contract for a company to train principals? Train a principal? I mean, that's, you got a Ph.D. You need to, you need to no be trained bid. to be a principal? A no-bid contract at that. A no-bid contract. Now, as wrong as that was, Barbara Bird Bennett, uh, you know, she's going to obviously pay the price. And it seems like she's taking one for the team to me because you know who signed off on it, don't you? The mayor. And it was the unanimous vote of, this, of the city council. So all of them had a finger in their pie to some degree. So she, to me, it looks like she's taking one for the team. But uh, as it was pointed out to, uh, to me by some of our, some of my Facebook friends, she's done things like this before. So evidently she's, uh, must be some sort of a, not a headhunter. That's not the word I'm looking for. An axe person, you know. She goes back and cuts. You know, she goes in. They they loop the system for so much, and they, you know, cut this, cut that, cut this, and she moves on. And that was her job here. She was the uh, point person for the uh, school closures. And if you notice, I don't know if, if this is true or not. They were talking about it today on WBOM uh, about the improved numbers. Uh, as far as black uh, students are concerned, uh, we're up to supposedly on the, in the nation up to seventy over seventy percent uh, high school graduation rate now, and over seventy percent going into college. And we're supposed to be we moved ahead of white folks as far as going into college is concerned. 
Uh, this this one, the Nielsen survey, uh, this young lady, she comes in the Matt McGill show every morning, or not every morning, every week, and does a Nielsen segment, and she was talking about that to some extent today. That's, that's, that's some news that hasn't been told, but I would like to see another source besides Nielsen. But, but actually, she said the sources were actually the, the Department of Labor and the Department of, Department of Education. So she said there is some good news on our educational front, and they're saying it's because of these cuts that this has happened because we're in uh, better schools now. This is the rationale that they're using. They weeded out the bad schools, put everybody in the better schools, and the educational quality is supposed to be improving, according to that's, – that's the official word now. Again, I'm not sold on that, but that's the story that's being pushed out there right now. Well, I tell you, that's a story you know that you probably have a backstory. You know they're going to have a backstory. Oh, so yeah, that's, 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 a, that's, a, that's a story that will probably work. It will probably work. It might. You know, people not, but you you know, know not enough people are informed. Yeah. But I hope she's right on the improvement. That uh, evidently there's still a lot of work to be done, even with that rosy forecast, uh, because education is the only way we're going to get out of, you know, some of the situations we're in in the hood. Uh, right now, to this day, there are millions—I mean, literally millions—of high-tech jobs that have been open for over five years. Uh, I think it's going on ten years now, and that's one of the reasons that people—you know—people talk about immigration. One of the things they're doing is trying to immigrate people to this country, trying to bring people into this country to take these high-tech jobs because it's not just the black students. It's students across the board here are falling behind in, 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 in technical knowledge. And that's another oh, reason they're doing a lot of this. Yeah, we're falling behind in that. So they're bringing people from overseas because the factories are begging for them. They need them. The ones we got left, not the ones they have, you know, because they've outsourced a lot of them. But they, we still have a lot of high-tech jobs here. But they've been sitting open. These high-tech jobs have been sitting open for years, man. And, I mean, these are big-money jobs. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, go ahead. You know, anytime you – if you call a customer service now, you can barely understand what they're talking about. You can barely understand what they're saying. Uh, you know, but that's you, why when these politicians talk don't. about where the jobs are going, they, they know where the jobs are. They're overseas. Yeah. But those jobs that we hear on the phone, those are the low-paying jobs. You won't, you won't be talking to these people. The people that are making the big money, you don't talk to them. These are the people that are doing the programming, you writing the code for these computers and so forth. Oh, that's why you know, you I know, admire. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, that's why I so admire I, so much what what people like uh, like LeBron James did with the forty one million dollars he's putting into the the scholarships there in Akron, Ohio, and he also did a. He's doing a GED program for the for the parents of these kids. He wants the parents, and he's he's doing something. He's he's going to transform that whole area almost up almost single handedly. Uh, Van Jones, that used to be with the administration, he said he's going to send a hundred thousand kids to learn the code. Code meaning the language of computers. You get in wow. on that ground floor, man, and you can write your own ticket. You can write your own ticket. You get that kind of knowledge. And if we can ever get that across to enough. People will be fine if we stop lollygagging and BSing out here. Well, that's the whole thing. You need to, uh, to to get these positions. I, I know when I was I worked at State Farm in Bloomington, Illinois, about four to three, four years ago, and I tell you, state and that 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 place is huge. Just their you know their, their main office, and you think you were you were in India, man. I mean, 
walking around up in that thick. Everywhere you go, you see Indian, 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 Indian. And all I could do was yep. shake my head, man. All I could do was shake my head. I, and and if, if, if we're talking about big money folks, you know, hundred over exactly. hundred fifty. Uh, easy, and it's all you see is Indian. Some some Asians, but you you think you was in, if somebody blindfolded you and took you in that office in that building, you think you would, would have been taken over to uh, uh, uh yeah to, to India, man. Really? Yeah, that young lady from the Nielsen Corporation. Uh, she mentioned that too. Uh, we're supposed to have moved up. Now uh, we were down to about one to two, possibly three percent in some of these high tech places like Google and places like that. And it's supposed to be up to close to seven percent now. That's not a hell of a lot, but it's all—it's a big improvement. And if we can just keep the forward momentum going, if—if if, again I say if these things are true, then there is you know some light at the end of the tunnel. But we got to worry about is the thirty percent that not even going to high school. Those are the ones that are, that are wreaking all the havoc. Simply because you know you know by being on the bottom, you know you're going to scratch your way to the top by any means necessary. And I don't mean this slander brother Malcolm X with and lay that you know you know what I mean I'm not going to give Pookie that that permission to use that phrase in a Malcolm X way you understand what I'm saying yeah but they yeah, will yeah, yeah. you know they're going to do what they have to do so that 30 percent is the ones that are causing the problems in our neighborhoods in my opinion I tell you it, it, well the, the whole school system has to be revamped I mean the whole curriculum until until they implement from kindergarten to 12th grade uh, anger management, critical thinking, uh, basic morals, uh, conflict resolution. These kids have to be deprogrammed from uh, television, movies, uh, violent video games, and and be made to understand, uh, get get to come to grips with a sensitive side. You just can't do the stuff that you're doing in the real world that you're doing video games to push a button and restart the game over again. It don't work that way. And these kids have been programmed, you know, as far as I'm concerned, by all these negative elements. And somewhere along the way, they have to be deprogrammed. And we can't say it's the parents. It's the parents because the parents are kids, too. So we can't just say yeah. it like we used to say it and, and walk away. Like you said, LeBron James is doing something for the kids, and he's getting the parents a GED. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's, that, should be, that should be the model. What, what he, you know, that plan that he and his group, you know, he's got a group of young people around him. Uh, that's why the NBA, you know, doesn't really like him all that much because he also took a bunch of young brothers and he's teaching them how to be agents and lawyers and stuff and getting them on the business side of basketball. Uh, he's doing some stuff that uh, not too many other ball players have ever done. They, a couple of them have talked about it, but a lot of these other high profile, profile ball players uh, won't touch that sort of thing. And this is what he's doing. The more I uh, see uh, 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 LeBron James, the more I watch him and hear him, the less less I can appreciate Michael Jordan. I I appreciate his greatness on the basketball court. But I'm I'm with you now on on, on that brother, as as, as a brother. You know, it Mm -hmm. takes Stephon Marbury. He does. LeBron LeBron is a class act, man. LeBron, you know, to the brother, man. Never been in trouble, never had no issues. With with his wife, never cheat, never cheating. That you didn't hear no scandal. Taking care of his kids. What? what that's the greatest ball player. What more can you ask for, man? That's beautiful. That's what, man. I've told people, you know, when they get into that, oh, he ain't no Michael Jordan, blah blah blah. I said I wouldn't care if he never scored another point. If his team never won another game, there ain't nobody out there that I know of that is doing what he's doing. 
So he's going to be my favorite, even on and off the court, because he is walking the walk. He and a few others, you know, you know, there are a few others out there that are doing things. Like Marbury is starting to come forward, but he's retired now. Yeah, but yeah. you know, we get guys like that. You know, you, you have to appreciate them, and I just don't understand. You know, some of these some of these folks are so I don't know. So have they tunnel vision, and all they can see is the sport itself. And not the forces that drive the sport. They don't see the the legal parts of it. They don't see the you know the front office part of it. And he's looking all past and trying to get us into that part of it. And I, you know that's to be appreciated. That's to be appreciated. I think. Man, I saw on your uh, Facebook timeline uh, something I kind of said it myself a, a little while back when you talk about all the accolades that these colleges are now taking away from Bill Cosby. And oh, that's man. Why don't they get it? Now, I said it. Well, give them, why don't you all give them back the damn money and quit playing? Give, give them the money back. Yeah. Howard University? Yeah. That's yeah. third money. You know, they want to get on the bandwagon. They want to get on the bandwagon. And you know what? I think Bill Cosby knows what's going on here. He wouldn't even ask for the money back, I don't think. Because he, when he gave that money, I think he gave it out of his heart. You know, oh, no, he wouldn't ask for it then. Yeah. No, he wouldn't ask for it, but I'm saying the people should make noise about saying, hey, you know, y'all want to go that way? Give them that, that dirt money back then. Oh, no. You know. So now he ain't going to ask for it back. But uh, well, you brought up an excellent point uh, today. They were talking about this subject earlier on uh, Reverend Al Sharpton's show and uh, also on WVON uh, on Perry Small's show. Uh, a lot of these encounters uh, took place in the Playboy Mansion. The Playboy Mansion is supposedly for adults. Everybody and their mother was going there getting laid and playing, you know, doing whatever they were doing. So what's the culpability of Hugh Hefner and the people bringing those underage girls into that environment for those purposes when they were all doing it? You understand what I'm saying? Back, back in yeah, those days, back, in the 70s, yeah, back in the 70s, sex and drugs were hand in hand. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, he didn't do anything wrong, but there was a lot of drugs floating around and oftentimes they, both both parties got high or what have you, and they had sex. You know, that was just part of the thing. Now, if, if he did what he, you know, what he's accused of doing, you know, I can understand, you know, it being called rape, being called rape and all that. But the simple fact of the matter is, if you're going to get him, you got a whole lot of others you got to take with him. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it was it was a way it kind of it was a kind of a way of life back then, and I still have a thing yeah. where all after 30 years. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I just uh, it, 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 you, 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 you can't. They talk ahead, about the timing. They're talking about the timing of it also. Now, at the time when these allegations first started dribbling out, he was trying to start a major network with some other black investors, and then all of a sudden, here come these allegations out of uh, from thirty years ago. I mean the. the just a coincidence? I don't know. But uh, he had some major investors. Uh, they tried to buy NBC before. They wouldn't even sell him. Then They were trying to sell the network, and they wouldn't sell it to him, which tells you all you need to know about that. So they were going to start their own network and do their own thing. And that's when these allegations started coming out. Now, if they're connected, I can only speculate because I don't know this. I just know it's just a damn funny timing. That's all I can say about that. Yeah. Uh, for, for so many 
like you said, you got a black man accused of all these with a white woman, and they and they and nobody came forward. I, I just don't get it, man. I don't want to seem insensitive, you know, at all. But it just exactly, you know, no, no one should be raped. You know, if he did it, you know, he got what he's got coming. But I'm just saying that how this stays secret for 30 years is beyond me, especially in those times, late 60s, early 70s. A black man raping a white woman, no matter who you are, there's going to be problems. And, and that, that and would have been the time to come out. That would have been if you want yeah. to get paid or whatever. That would have been the time to come out at the height of his career. Mm. You know, so I don't know. But tell you, tell you what, let's 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 get a break in real quick. We we passed a half hour. Let's get a couple of. You know, we got to do old school. I I wouldn't know how to get along at night if I didn't do the whole show and didn't do no old school. So let's throw some of that in there. And uh, brother Dan, we'll come back in a couple of minutes, man. Okay. Anybody out there? Give us a call seven one eight six six four nine five one three. We'll be right back.
Hey, Chicago, for your next family reunion, call Jimmy Williams of Abstract T-Shirts at 773-690-5366. That's 773-690-5366. Your family reunion expert since 1990, with photo T-Shirts and custom printing available. You can see samples of his work on the Internet. Search for JimmyWilliamsOnline.com. That's JimmyWilliamsOnline.com. One word. For families wanting reasonable prices, quality service, and good advice at making their family reunion a success, call Jimmy Williams from Abstracts T-Shirts at 773-690-5366. That's 773-690-5366. Your family reunions should always be a happy occasion, and your T-Shirts should reflect that. Call Jimmy Williams at 773-690-5366. Your T-shirt man. We are back with Dan Lee. I'm Keith Bledsoe. Brother Dan, what you got, man? Well, let's see what we got here. How about that Alabama situation where Alabama closed all the DMVs because they couldn't get their voter ID law through? I heard about that. that, that that's one of the most blatant examples of Jim Crow-type voter suppression that you could possibly find. They closed all of them. I mean, the, the, what they, they, won't, they won't stop at anything to steal votes. They won't stop at anything to deny us the right to vote or make it as difficult as possible. And uh, just to give an example, it's understood that uh, due to some of that voter suppression tactics in the last uh, presidential election, uh, there were over a million votes lost uh, nationwide. A lot of people don't know that. But those long lines took their toll, and it was done deliberately, and they plan on doing it to even a greater degree, I mean, I'm sorry, in 2016. So uh, that's something people keep an eye on because uh, the Republicans are knee-deep, no, not knee-deep, neck-deep in voter suppression. Now, I've heard people say, well, ain't nothing wrong with having IDs. Well, when I hear that, that tells me that the person who said that doesn't know anything about this entire process. It's not just identification. It's way more than that. It's not just identification. It's also... Uh, like like the uh, where you get the, get the IDs from, they cut the hours or they move them completely out of the white part of the black neighborhood as far as they can get them. They also uh, charge different fees uh, for certain things that you need to get the specific voter ID that they speak of. That they speak of, some you know they up the prices on the birth certificates, which is a poll tax, things of that nature. Then they will stop accepting student IDs, but yet take gun cards as for, as acceptable identification methods. And these, this is in college college towns. This is in college towns. I mean, they have done some really, really blatant stuff. I mean, some uh, I think the League of Women Voters had to stop uh, pre-registering people because they made it so difficult uh, for them to do that. They used to do that every year. They've been doing it for, for many, many years. But now they, they've changed so many things, and they've made it so much so difficult, and it's an orchestrated effort that has been going on for almost a decade now. So some of the things are just a matter of just walking up, showing your driver's license, like you're buying, you know, some booze or something. It ain't, it's nothing like that whatsoever. 
is way deeper, and wow. you need to be concerned about it. Before we we have a caller on, uh, before we take the call, I'm going to ask you this question about the. Uh, I, I just saw this today on Facebook, and all I could do mm-hmm. is shake my head if it's true. Uh, BET didn't show the Million Man March so it wouldn't have, because it would offend uh, their white viewers. What? And if that's true, the first thing that came to mind. Say what? I said I knew they didn't show it, but I hadn't heard that reason. Well, that, that's that's I haven't been able to dig into it, but that's, this is what I read, and it, I'm going to go a little further because if that's the case, all, all I could think about was the, the, all the butt shaking videos where it didn't matter, you know, <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing mattered. But here it is, the Million Man March, something positive for black folks, and you, it's going to offend white viewers. I don't know, man. Well, you you know, check that. I, I, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I know. I know BET. I know BET dropped the ball, but this is a media blackout, man. The mm-hmm. entire media blacked out this event. Now, this was the third largest march ever on that mall, the first being the first Million Man March, the second being the inauguration, the first inauguration of President Obama, and this was number three at roughly about a million people because at first it was about a million to two million, three hundred thousand. Uh, the same thing with Obama's uh, inauguration and his, his first inauguration. And this was a media blackout. Simply, I say that because they covered things like the value summits that the Republicans had, when uh, Glenn Beck and those they had those handfuls of people with the funny hats and whatnot and tea bags hanging off their heads, they covered all this stuff extensively in the media. But they, you know, all these marches took place in Washington. They, they covered about four or five of them. They completely ignored this as if it never happened. If it didn't see yeah. it on TV, it didn't happen. This is what they did. They did it deliberately. Yep, and that's what happens when you don't have your own media. You know, I, 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 all over the country I go and I turn the TV on, and, I, and I'm always able to find some Spanish-speaking stations, news, I mean, full, full yeah. newscasts, uh, movies, uh, network television on that. Anyway, let's bring on uh, let's bring on the caller, brother Dan. Let's uh, get one of uh, uh, one of the great show contributors of uh, the network and uh, see, brother Carl, are you with us? Yeah, I'm here. How you doing, yes, sir? Keith? I'm not going to hold you guys long. I just want to come in on a couple of things. Yes, uh, that Million Man March, that media, those media outlets, all those media outlets, they was in cahoots. This is my assumption, that they all was in cahoots, and they knew exactly what they wanted to do. And you have to remember that Johnson sold BET. It's an older white Jewish guy. He owns BET now. And so they always informed that, uh, number one, we're not going to give them no coverage on that, even though the reason why my belief is that they didn't give no coverage because Farrakhan had something to do with it. And you know how they feel about Farrakhan. And so I'm thinking, like, they said, well, we're not going to give this Negro no coverage. And see. CNN, BET, all the all the, uh, Fox News, they all was in on that. So, I so I understand that. I knew what what was happening with that. And also, I wanted to comment. Go back to John Burge. Now, remember when John Burge, when they was prosecuting all these brothers and torturing all these brothers. Remember, Mayor Daly was the state's attorney. He was in charge of all that. So all that happened on his watch as the state's attorney. 
Yeah. You know, they was they was convicted and, and whooping. He knew exactly who John Burge was and what he was doing and all the arrest brothers and giving them time. He knew exactly what was going on. And go and now I want to go back to uh, Chief McCarthy. McCarthy oh, don't deserve man. to be he don't McCarthy don't deserve to be the chief of police here. For number one, he's nope. an outsider. Number two, he don't have a clue to what's going on in the city. And and Ron Emanuel wouldn't fire him because Ron Emanuel's gonna he's like, You Negroes is not gonna make me fire this white guy and make because yep. he's trying to live his legacy. You know, but actually what those aldermen should have did when Ronnie Emanuel said I'm not gonna fire him, they should have asked for his resignation. That would have been bold and it would have stood out. They would have shook him to the core. But they don't have no balls. This new group of politicians that we have, the Aldermans, they are the worst group that I've ever been associated with, man, ever, Puppets. from the city of Chicago. I'm very disappointed in, in this group of uh, politicians that we have. This rubber stamp Alderman, and they was the ones that helped for CPS and the closing of the 50 schools. And when he closed the 50 schools with the with the stamp of another Alderman, he even came on and said, okay, since they let me did that, I'm going to close some mental health facilities as well. And, you know, they, they're a bunch of do-nothing politicians, man, and I'm sick of it. And and also, I think you mentioned something about, Keith, you mentioned something about the, uh, it's a position where Ron Emanuel called the fetal position. That's supposed right, to be right. like when the uh, police they sort of stop arresting and they slow down arresting blacks, black youth, black adults and stuff mm-hmm. because they're afraid of what's going to happen and it's going to hit the media. So this is what Ronnie Emanuel called a fetal position, you know. Playing and, games. And you, yeah, I just wanted to touch on some things, man. I'm a, you know, I'm a listener, you know. And, I, um, what, you think, what you think, Brother Dan, about that? Well, actually, Pretty much on point in much, much, uh, most of what he said. Uh, if you recall, we were we were just talking about that situation uh, with the uh, I forgot. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had a brain cramp. But the first issue that he brought up, we, we yeah about birds. We had just we had just got to talking about that. And uh, yes, uh, the first I mean the second mayor, Daly Jr. was all up in there. He even helped them like hide some paperwork they, because they testified that they gave him the paperwork on this stuff, and he claims he lost it. I remember all this vividly. So he was all up in that. So there's no doubt about that. Um, now, as far as those aldermen and what they did, to me what they should have done, if they were going to make a stand against McCarthy, they should have done it when the elections were being held. Before the election exactly. of the mayor, they should have did it then. Instead, they wait until a, a, a week news day after the fact to say, well, we got to get on record to make us look good, make us look like we're doing something. So they got together and did this little grandstand thing, and Rahm Emanuel did the same thing that he did uh, when he told when he told the Congressional Black Caucus to go f themselves, pretty much, exactly. because you know uh, McCarthy came out and said, I, basically, I'm going to leave when I get ready to leave, and you haven't heard another word from those aldermen from that day to this. Right. Not a word. Not a word. Right. Not a word. Yeah. Now, what, so what about done. what about what? Now, 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 I see Anita. Anita, I want to get both your opinion, both of y'all's opinion on this. You're both closer than I am. 
but I know enough as far as the history, especially with the Howard Morgan situation and the Dante Servant situation, uh, and whatever that one was where uh, they, 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 she uh, intentionally uh, mischarged that the cops of the case would be thrown out. Was that Servant? I'm not sure, but Anita Alvarez, yeah. man. Anita Alvarez, if she's voted back in the office again, the Chicago may as well just, you know, just kind of just be quiet. Just be quiet. Yeah. And just, and that just would be a disgrace. Yeah. That yeah. would be a disgrace yeah. if she's reelected. And to me, a litmus test for all black politicians running for office. If they support Anita Alvarez, I don't give a damn if she's a regular Democrat or not. If they support her, I'm not voting for them. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's Brother a Carl, what do you Brother Carl, what's, what's your yeah. take on Anita Alvarez? Do you, do you follow her, her, her misadventures? She has to go. She has to go. And the young lady that she had, Rekia Boyd, that was the yeah. name. That, that was the right. name. Yes. She has to go, man. She has sold us out. She sold us down the river. And she's a person of color. She's been sitting that state's attorney job for so for a little bit now. And she just... She she just going with the flow, man. She don't she don't stand for nothing, you know. What she just like Michael Morgan? Jordan. Michael Jordan don't stand for nothing, you know. Yep. He's a billionaire. This guy don't stand for nothing. What about that Howard and Morgan I'm, case? That was one, that was a miscarriage of justice to the to the nth degree. When Howard Morgan was shot twenty eight times and so forth, and they charged him with attacking the officers. Yes. Uh, you know, he laid up in the hospital handcuffed. And she did yeah. double jeopardy on him and got him convicted because the first ju- the first jury wouldn't do it. And she got another jury and got him convicted. Now he had to go to jail with 28 bullet holes in him. I mean, it's disgusting some of the stuff this woman has done. Yeah, that was yeah. an insult yeah. to, to the justice system. I remember that, man. That brother, man, they, they did that brother wrong, man. I think Very Jesse wrong. Jackson was the for a minute. But, you know, that was, that was wrong how they did the brother. I think he beat you, and now he's out. He's out now. Yeah, I know. Well, he's out. Know, but he, he's out. But she, but she was talking crap about trying, trying to, trying to try him again. And I'm saying, damn, exactly. she got a hood dog on mine. You know, and, and and people, this is what I'm, in, in Chicago. See, oh man, it, it, it's unbelievable. How in the hell can the Howard Morgan case was before the last election when she was reelected? Yeah, so exactly. Which was Oh boy, she gets in there again, Chicago. Just, just, just be quiet. Keep your mouth shut. Just take it. If we don't come out. If people don't come out and drove against that woman. I, I don't know what to say. You know, I mean, what else can you do? You can tell people what's going on, but if they don't absorb it or act on it, you're just spinning your wheels. I'll go talk to somebody else. You know, I, I, I don't have time to be sitting there arguing with people about stuff that should be of importance to you. And you get the information and you don't act on it, then the hell with you. And you know what? You know, you know what gets me. I was talking to uh, Brother Jimmy Williams on his show yesterday. Is that mm-hmm. the people? The people who really seem to people like yourself, Brother Dan, and you, Carl. You know, you all are okay. You're gonna be okay, regardless of whatever. But it's the people who really, really need this turnaround and need these service and everything. Those are the ones who don't seem to be motivated enough to do a damn thing. Not enough of them. Not all of them. But not enough of them. Yeah, you know. Look at the voting turnout. You know. Yeah. You know, I'm active in politics out here. You know, actually, I live right outside of Chicago in Dalton. And uh, I was really surprised when I started passing around petitions when I was doing, you know, door-to-door, how many people out here didn't even bother, bother to register and have no knowledge of anything that goes on out here. 
I mean, nothing. They don't know the mayor. They don't know any of the of the uh, trustees. They know nothing about this. So it's not just Chicago. Uh, it's a, a lot of this going on around the country is just willful ignorance. They'd rather not true. know so they wouldn't be bothered. Willful ignorance. Well, to, to, know, and to, to know and to think about it and, and would, would take them out of their comfort zone. And, and that's what people are yeah. locked into. I, I say it all the time. They're locked into this comfort mm-hmm. zone that they do not want you to agitate. That's why people go, go up in church because it makes them feel good. But see, if they think about mm-hmm. it and really think about it with truth and, and, and reality and logic, it'll take them out of their comfort zone and realize that they have been miseducated. And that's another show. But I had to throw that in there. Mm-hmm. Tell me about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Tell me. Hey, man, and you I'm Ferguson, Missouri, for instance. You say one other before I go. Go ahead, Brian. I want to mention that LeBron James, I don't, yeah. I don't like it because he's a Bulls killer, but LeBron James, he <laughs> has come of age, man. LeBron James has come of age, and I like what he's doing. I love what, what LeBron James is doing in the, in the community, man, and I'm glad he went back to uh, Ohio so he can uh, yeah. really do what he needs to do, man. And I'm proud of that brother. You know, hey, I yeah, didn't yeah. like his court. And I didn't like him beating up on the bulls like that, but the brother is really coming of age, man. I give it, I give, I give him all the kudos in the world, brothers. We need more LeBron James type, you know. Well, that's a positive Magic, black. That's Magic a positive Johnson black role well too. Magic Johnson is doing a lot too. I oh, mean, a hell of a lot. Magic exactly. Johnson has done a lot since he's been on, been out of there. He's created okay. a lot of jobs for black people all over the world. I mean, all over this country okay. anyway. Yeah, Magic Johnson. Oh yeah, Magic Johnson. Oh yeah, he's 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 great, man. He's really great, yes. man. Uh, Michael Jordan. I just take the hell out of those do nothing. Michael Jordan is is. I'm glad that uh, Stephon bust him out. You know, Stephon. You know, Stephon Marbury. Yeah. He plays in China. He plays basketball yes. in China. He hasn't retired, and he's coming out with okay. a new gym shoe. It's gonna cost fifteen dollars. Well, he will be out. He said it only cost five dollars to make. His gym shoe and to make MJ gym shoe only cost five dollars to make the gym shoes, and you know I yeah, supported his last shoe. I supported his last shoe. I bought a couple of pairs. I hated that was Stephen Berry's was uh, closed down, but I love that place, man. I got some. I still got some shit from them that I had bought, and, uh, and when he brings that shoe back out, I'm on it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna support mm. his shoe. Okay. Well, I, I've been boycotting Nike since 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 uh, night. 19, I forgot what year it was. You remember when they had the boycott of Nike here in Chicago? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I, I haven't bought anything from Nike from that day to this. And that's been over 20, but about 20 years now. Yeah. That's I haven't bought anything right. they got. I don't know what they got. That's but just we're going to, uh, <laughs> we're coming around, we're coming around to that hour. We kind of, we kind of committed to, uh, Brother Dan, we go one hour, this, this initial show, and we're going to, uh, now we we know we have what we can what to build off of. Bro, Kyle, thanks for calling. And we need to talk, man. You you, you were lot. talking about uh, you were talking about a sports show, and we're gonna get together and talk about that and see what we can work out because we okay. don't have that. And that's that's something that could that's something that could uh, be good for the network, man. Okay, so we'll be talking oh, yeah. about that, brother. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Dan. Thank you, Dan. Hey, man, for nice having you, brother. Stay strong. Oh yeah. Take care, brother. Kyle. I'll, I'll be talking with you, brother. All right. No okay, problem, brother. Talk to you guys. All right, bye-bye. All right, now.
Okay, but Dan, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I, I, I'm gonna give you last dibs because uh, this is the Dan Lee show, unapologetic black liberal. I guess hell, I I, I, could, I could have a show and it'd be called the same thing. It wouldn't miss a beat, you know, because <laughs> it, it, it's, 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 it's fitting for me too. And like I, I told well, people that, uh, no, I, I, I'm gonna finish this real quick. I told people, you know what? This is the kind of show that I'm looking for. This is the kind of show I like, and I'm not trying to give equal time to no house Negroes or no red. Uh, now you don't call them that. Just no far yeah, right no, party. <laughs> no far right mentality. mentality. I don't, I, you know, y'all call West Limbo. You got enough patience. I, I don't. I don't. I don't need that. I don't mind conflicting uh, points of views and uh, disagreements. But if you, if you come in here with that, with that Armstrong, Williams, and Larry Elder, and uh, Amy mm-hmm. Holmes, and 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 uh, uh, Alan Alan West, and uh, you know. You, uh, Please call call somebody else. We, we don't. This is unapologetically black liberal. Now, if you call, then you call, and uh, we'll just dialogue and we'll let you talk. But it ain't like you're gonna call here and convince somebody anything. You just you you're just trying to agitate. You know, actually, I I, I rather enjoy engaging people like that because when you start bringing out facts, they, they, they tend to melt. They tend to melt. You know, there's a few of them on Facebook that I get into it on a, on, a, on a daily basis. And my thing is, you know, one of my favorite things is facts, not opinion. I'm not interested in your opinion. You can give it, but it doesn't prove anything. You can have your That's own opinion, point. but you cannot. You can have your own opinion, but you cannot have your own facts. Facts are universal. Well, let me Once change what I there, said. To call, call, I'll say call if you dare. If, if you want to call in with that, you know, it, it, this ain't gonna be no soft tiptoeing through the tulips thing. You know, we, I, you know, we, we can talk, and, 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 you know, and then and we'll and we'll deal with it. And we ain't gonna like mainstream some radio. You know, you, we'll let you get it in. It's all good. So maybe I shouldn't have gone that far with it, but we'll be okay. But uh, brother Dan, I'm glad uh, to get this show under our belt, man. And uh, we'll uh, we'll get together again, and we'll next show we'll 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 just build off this one, and we'll continue to. Uh, Add on and improve on it, and uh, that's pretty much where I'm at with it. But I'm gonna give you the last word, and I'm gonna go and close it out with one of your uh, one of your selections. Okay, and let me know if you need some more music. I love me some music. <laughs> oh, oh, please, by all means, send 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 me uh, everything that you want, and I'll I'll just tell me the name of the cut and who made it. I'll take care of the rest, and I'll get it in the studio, uh, like I have these cuts that are here waiting for us now to. Uh, you know, select to go out on, man. Absolutely. Send me, as you think of them, just send them to me, text me, we'll work it out. And uh, okay. it's, been, it's been great, man. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you agreed to come on to the network, man. I think you, you have so much to offer, and so has all the other shows that are coming up. Uh, uh, Rosita Shikanda, yeah. Cheryl Catherine Wash, uh, Jesse Evans, uh, uh, Lemuel uh, Chester, who's a really great theological student who can really tell the truth about religion as you're not taught in church. And uh, mm-hmm. Brother Kyle Sanderson is talking about doing a sports show, and we'll see if we can make that happen, man. I'm, I'm all about let's let's give it a shot. If nothing else, at least we can say, man, you know what? We tried. There you go. There you go. Go ahead, brother. And it's on you. What I like to say, you know, much love and peace to everybody out there. You know, we can agree to disagree, but still hold our heads high and shake hands afterwards. You know, this doesn't have to be personal. I try not to personalize these issues. 
There's no need for any name calling. There's no need for, you know, us to dislike each other. If we have an honest difference of opinion, and if I see that you're trying to present facts rather than just opinion that you heard something from Rush Limbaugh or Don Lemon or one of those other individuals, you know, then we can talk. But just don't repeat stuff just because you heard it. Try to research some of those things. You know, all we have to do is, you know, just do a little do a little research, do a little reading, and you'd be surprised at how your whole outlook can change. You know, the media has got us bamboozled into thinking that everything they put on there is gospel, and that's simply not the, that's simply not the case. So I just like to sign off with, uh, you know, everybody out there, stay strong, love everybody out there, and hope to talk to you all in about another month or so, and possibly sooner if something comes up. You all have a good night. Peace.
Everyday people, local, 